Hi, my name is Kale Roberts. I want to welcome you to Huddle Up, hosted by my parents, Chris and Sarah Roberts. Huddle up as we hear from our sports families about their stories and gods. We are excited to have Bob and Dot Pinto, formerly Dot Richardson, on Huddle Up. With the Olympics starting this month, we thought it would be great to have two-time Olympic gold medalist, former UCLA Bruin, and current head softball coach at Liberty University and USA Softball Hall of Fame honoree, Dr. Dot, join us. Along with her husband, Bob, who was also an assistant softball coach at Liberty University and founder of the FCA Softball Ministry. This is a powerhouse couple that will inspire you and challenge you in your relationship with Jesus and each other. But before we get into their story, let's get into God's. Okay, so there was a Kenyan runner named Abel Mutai. He was only a few meters from the finish line, but he got confused with the signs and ended up stopping, thinking he had finished the race. Spanish runner Ivan Fernandez was right behind him and realized what was going on. He started shouting to the Kenyan to keep running. Mutai did not know Spanish and did not understand. Fernandez pushed Mutai to victory. A reporter asked Ivan, why did you do this? Ivan replied, my dream is that one day we can have some sort of community life where we push ourselves and also others to win. But the reporter insisted, why did you let the Kenyan win? Ivan replied, I didn't let him win. He was going to win. The race was his. The reporter insisted and asked again, but you could have won. Ivan looked at him and replied, but what would be the merit of my victory? What would be the honor of this medal? What would my mother think? I love this story so much because it's so countercultural. We live in a world where we're, many have the attitude, win at all cost. Treat people like garbage, that's okay, because I'm winning. Cheat a little bit, that's okay, because I'm winning. I'll cut some corners. After all, I'm winning. Let's take advantage of others and their struggles in the race as long as we win. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to win just as much, if not more, than anybody else. But as followers of Christ, the end goal isn't just a victory, but who will become in the process of seeking victory. God cares more about building our character than our resume, building our integrity more than our records, and building his kingdom more than our pedestal. One of the greatest examples of this in the Bible is Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of King Saul and the best friend of the future King David. His father, King Saul, had decided not to seek, follow, and obey the the ways of the Lord. Therefore, God decided to replace King Saul with his servant David, not Jonathan. Even though tradition said the next in line of the throne would be the king's son, and that was Jonathan, and Jonathan had an opportunity to win. You see, King Saul was jealous of David, so much so that he wanted to kill David. David asked Jonathan to help save his life, but Jonathan had a choice. Be king or follow God. Have all the power or have none. Win or lose. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 28, it says this, Saul asked Jonathan, why hasn't the son of Jesse, David, been here for the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan replied, David earnestly asked me if he could go to Bethlehem. In verse 30, it says, Saul boiled with rage at Jonathan. You stupid son of a whore. He swore at him. Do you think I don't know what you want, that you want him to be king in your place, shaming yourself and your mother? As long as the son of Jesse is alive, you will never be king. 
Now go and get him so I can kill him. Jonathan ended up going and telling David that Saul was indeed trying to kill him and ended up saving David's life. Jonathan said to David in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 42, he says, Go in peace, for we, are, we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Jonathan loved his friend more than he wanted to win. Jonathan loved God more than he wanted to win. And my question is, do we? To the world, Jonathan may have lost, quote, lost the throne, but he inherited the kingdom of God. David did become king and God's people became a great nation. But even more importantly, Jesus, our Messiah, came from the lineage of King David. Jonathan losing the throne, it wasn't a setback, but a set up for God's kingdom to be established. Sometimes we have to lose in order to win. Jesus himself warned us of having this win at all cost mentality. When he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Mark 8, verse 34 and 37. God has the same desire for his team as we do for ours. Come alongside each other and help each other be great, even if that means never getting the credit. Because if we do it right, God will. We want to welcome our special guests who I'm so excited for you guys to hear from. Bob and Dot, welcome to Huddle Up tonight. Thank well, you. thanks for having us. Huddle up, baby. That's right. <laughs> See, already you get me excited, Dot. Um, so two questions that we, we always start that with our guests asking is, how did you all meet? And the second one is, how long have you been married? Okay, well, <laughs> Dot has the story. Her story differs from mine, but that's okay. You well, would be shocked. That, that happens a lot on here. That happens yes, a lot. Um, I'll share his side a little bit. Um, his dad brought him to watch a fast pitch softball women's major game, the Rebestas Briquettes in Stratford, Connecticut. And him and his dad are from Stan Stanford, Connecticut. So they would go and watch some of the greatest fast pitch softball ever. And they're watching the Rebestas Briquettes. And I, Bob tells me that he said, who is that loud, obnoxious <laughs> shortstop? That was me. Um, so that's when he fell in love with me at first sight. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then I remember signing an autograph for him. And I want to say it was like 1988 because I remember distinctly this guy not looking up too much, you know, Adam, but saying right down there to your number one fan. So I think it was Bob. Uh, I think he showed me that autograph years later, but, um, you don't recall that part. But after one of our games, the team went over to Rosie's for pizza, and we we're in the very back of the restaurant, and my right fielder, Pat Defesi, said, hey, Dot, there's a fan that wants to meet you um, in the restaurant. And I was like, okay. And so as I'm walking in that uh, transition from the back area into the front where all the booths were um, for the restaurant, I turned and looked, and Pat pointed at this gorgeous, dark-haired <laughs> Italian 
wearing a black leather jacket and I was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that you remember that part. I remember the good parts <laughs> some reason that sticks in my mind and if, have you ever watched the movie for love of the game right yes yeah. and and his heart left when he saw the woman he loved there right well when I saw the man of my dreams my heart really left I mean it like stopped for a second and they said that's what happens, you know, when you you find your your mate, I guess, you know, your future husband. But it like we I, we sat down and instantly there was a connection. And um, the rest you could say is history. Years later, uh, he said I left him for medical school and my residency program. And at the '96 Olympics, after it was done, I received a phone call from him, and we caught back up. And uh, here we go. We got married in September 8th of 2001. And so we're going on how many years, honey? Oh, 20-something. I remember. This is a big one, right? It's a big one. This is, this is a big That's one. That's what they say. They're all big, actually. I know. That's it right. really is. That's Each right. and every single year, right? Every day. But <laughs> <laughs> Bob, I, don't mean, I don't mean that negatively. No, I mean, it is. You do get to celebrate. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, right? So, Bob, do you have anything to add to that story? Um, no, it, actually, that was the very, very short version. She, she usually has a longer version, which takes about an hour. But um, <laughs> that is, I mean, we we met in, two, in 1986 or 7, and we didn't get married to 2001. So we had a lot of things going on. I was actually engaged to be married uh, during that time. To someone else. To someone else. God had other plans. I won't get into it too deep, but it was definitely God that got me out of that. And uh, here we are. Here you are, 20 years later, and still going strong. Still going strong. Going that, stronger, Ashley. That is awesome. That is awesome. That's like wine. It's like fine wine. It gets better with it. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so the Olympics are coming up, and man, we love the Olympics. Our family, we, we're all in on the Olympics. We, we just we love everything about the Olympics. But, Dot, you've actually experienced the Olympics. Can you kind of tell us what was that experience like for you? Well, I guess I could explain it um, in this best way was imagining, imagine yourself at the opening ceremonies of the Olympics and you're an athlete representing your country at the highest level of athletic competition and you step into the infield with the greatest athletes throughout the entire world. And in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, this moment happened when all of a sudden on a big screen came Martin Luther King. Mm. Wow. I have a dream. And at that moment was the most Olympic and how I would describe it because it was though there was peace on earth for that split second when everyone had the opportunity to recognize the gifts that God has given others but hopefully they realize the gifts they've been given themselves because what is truly olympic to me is something bigger than a gold medal you know or any medal it's bigger than participating uh, for your country it's actually an opportunity that you are very few are given to let all of those gifts that the lord had given them and the work that was put into refining them to be the best um to let him shine through it so 
I love that movie and I've quoted already another one, but think of the movie Chariots of Fire, mm -hmm. where the athlete says, when I run, you know, God made me fast and when I run, I feel his pleasure. That is Olympic. I felt the pleasure of the Lord as you look around and see some of the greatest athletes in the history of the world and you happen to be humbled to be one of them. Wow. And so you like experience at the opening ceremony from, from the get go. I mean, that's, yeah. so then, so what's it like after that? Are you like, like, does it calm? You said, you, you know, you're humbled or are, are your nerves calm? Does that prepare you uh, to play after that? Or is it like heighten your, your anxiety? How was it from that moment leading into your actually playing in the Olympics? Well, great question. And really a reporter said, Dot, aren't you nervous? And I said, are you kidding me? I am so excited. This is a celebration because all my life I've been dreaming of this moment. And when you've been denied the opportunity to express the gifts God's given you, which I was as a young girl, because girls are not allowed to play organized sports when I was young. And then I got the opportunity through softball to start competing at the highest level, making my first USA team, you know, at 17 years of age. But, you know, making what a women's major team at 13, the youngest ever to do so, but the average age of the team was 26. I share these things because that is God moving and working. And I think honoring, you know, that you're, you know, I could have played baseball and disguised myself as a boy. And I said, sir, thank you, but no, thank you. If I have to hide who I am, I don't feel it's right. Mm. So in other words, when the Olympics came for me, <laughs> there was no fear. There was no doubt. There were no nerves that were going to stop me from enjoying every single second a moment that in time where I just stopped time still to just be it you know and to be one with the ball and just I loved it and I tried to share it with as many people as the Lord brought to me from the fans who watched to the all of the hoopla before and autographs and everything after because truly Olympic means it's bigger than one person and so I hope everyone shared in that uh, those moments with us. And so that was, and that was 25 years ago. Um, wow. and, and now we're going into, I'm sorry, I mean to take, <laughs> <laughs> but now we're going into another uh, Olympics. Is there like, you know, in, in softball took a hiatus and now it's back. Are you, are you still into the Olympics? Do you follow it? Is that something, are you looking forward to this upcoming Olympics? Oh, absolutely. Like you two, we are like all in it. I mean, you know, I, I was there and I voted against having professionals play in the Olympics, you know, because I really love that the, the David and Goliath, you know, remember mm -hmm. when the amateurs competed against these other countries that were like raised, you know, to be yeah. Olympians yeah. and were professional and their families got paid from Russia and Germany and all this stuff. But, um, you know, I, I'm just all in to see some of the greatest athletes compete and to do so for your country is such an honor. Yeah. Okay, so outside of softball, both of you here, what are you looking forward to watching on the Olympics? Like, we, we, when we watch Olympics, we watch sports we've never watched before until the Olympics. Is there some, some sport that you guys look forward to watching or you are looking forward to this year coming up of watching in the Olympics? I kind of like to watch the ones you don't see all the time, like handball. What? <laughs> You know, I love that. I think I could actually play Olympic handball, but uh, it's not too late, Bob. It's not too I late. I was thinking that. You know, I was thinking 
I was thinking for that, we can, we can, I know this is winter Olympics, but we can start a curling team. Right. There you go. Doc could be the captain and we could just throw the thing. But anyway, that's okay. Uh, everybody heard it here first. <laughs> Bob and Dot curling team in the next upcoming winter. You two want to be on our mixed team? I think. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, let's yeah. Go. yeah, we do. We do. We do. We're going to do that. Find a curling place. The other <laughs> one I like is uh, water polo. You never see that. Um, yeah. every day, but those are fun things to, you know, just to watch. I mean, those guys are in such shape. It's, uh, it's pretty yeah, they, Volley, I mean, Volleyball, yeah. I like track and field. It was fun to watch, uh, what's his name? The, the swimmer. Um, Ooh, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, amazing. But uh, yeah. he's not there anymore, but all the sports are great. Yeah. So, okay, Bob, were you always, you, you know, I know Dot said your dad took you to the games. Were you always a softball fan or were you just a fan of Dot? Let's be honest and real right here. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I was always a fan of Dot. No, I started oh. out in softball first. We were, my father and I were coaching a travel team. So that's why, and he okay. knew about the breakettes. I had no idea. And so he said, oh, we need to go watch this team. This is, you know, the, the best in the world. So. I went and there, that was uh, destiny for sure. Fate. Mm. So if anybody has been around you guys for five minutes, they will know how passionate you guys are about people, passionate about relationships, but more than anything, you guys are passionate about your relationship with Jesus. How does this carry out um, you know, in, in your professions, in the coaching world, um, how does this carry out in you all's day-to-day -day life? Well, I'm going to get to the very beginning because, um, Bob can expand on this, but Bob and his family grew up Catholic and, um, I grew up in a family Methodist, right? The denominations of church, you know, with religion. And when we got married, uh, I would go to church alone. And I remember coming back um, from church and look at Bob and I said, um, I never thought I was going to be one of those wives that would go to church on her own without her husband. Right. And he can answer how that affected him or not. But the next thing I knew is he is like in the word he's studying. He's like, oh my gosh, he just was like, the Holy Spirit was like grabbing him. But it was really funny because when we would now go to church, he would come with me, but we would be at the very back row up in the balcony, like, like our backs were against the wall in the balcony. Like you were tiptoe, like you, you just had a, t a toe in, in the sanctuary. I mean, it was like, okay, all right. Um, but he liked the pastor, Pastor Doug. And, but I tell you guys, like as young women who are listening, um, you know, those of us not so young, you know, that you really want to surround yourself with godly people and in a relationship, a godly man. Um, and I, I had a great guy. I had a nice guy, right? Uh, but he became an unbelievable godly man. Mm. And it's, it, it's just totally, it, it just made things so much better. It was so awesome because he you guys the holy spirit grabbed him and he was so on fire he started the fellowship of christian athletes softball ministry mm -hmm. i mean he served with fca he's still at this point you know we serve and i encourage everyone listening to do so you know to to
be a financial giver and support, you know, where your treasures are, there your heart is also, the Lord says. So, you know, we can't store our treasures here on earth, right? So we want to store them in heaven. And that's by making a difference in the lives of other people by leading them to Christ and for show a godly way of living that is the, you know, the way. And it's so funny, we talked today about God, Jesus said that the truth will set you free. Well, the truth means him. Mm. What is what is God's word is the truth. Stand on the, the truth, the word of God, infallible, inerrant, and the inspired word of God. But this is a very godly man and brought our marriage to a whole nother level in a relationship. When I saw him so into materialistic things that now it wasn't, he wasn't in the world anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was like, um, it, it was awesome to see that he wasn't all about just stuff anymore. He realized that it's the soul and the spirit um, that goes on. And one of the major things that got him there is he was there when his dad died mm. and I couldn't make it as faith had, you know, the destiny, you know, as faith had it, I couldn't go. I could not, I had surgeries I had to do as an orthopedic surgeon. And he went with a friend of his and then he was just there alone with his dad and had me on the phone and he stopped the machine, right? And the ventilator. And he was there when his dad took his last breath here on earth. And um, it was at that moment, I think, that he's told me, um, he's not much of a talker, as you can tell I am, but where he just said, really, what is life about? Mm. You know, do you believe we just die and that's it? Or do you believe what God says, that all of us will be immortal? It's just a matter, will we be with him or be mm -hmm. separated from him in hell? So, Okay, so, so let me let me ask let, Bob. Let me ask you here because I know there's a lot of people um, and a lot of of coaches that we we talk to and and some that listen here that that's kind of their story as you know their wife is going to church and they're staying at home and or they're watching film and 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 their family's off to church. How did that um, play out for you of realizing, you know what? I, I do want to go into church and, and I do. And what advice would you give for those couples Good. who are not um, going to church right now? One is going to church and one is not. What advice would you give right now for them? Well, the first thing is Scott wasn't, he wasn't a coach when I um, first got married. He was a surgeon. So it was a little different back then. And I will say, I mean, Dot, you know, this is obviously someone's, uh, story, mm. how they came to Christ, uh, it's probably, you could probably trace it back to a long time ago, so we don't want to make it obviously too long, but um, I believe that the Holy Spirit, you know, God puts people in your life um, to get you to a point, and he obviously put Dot in my life for that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have gone to church. If I wasn't, if I didn't marry Dot, I probably would not be in church right now. And mm. you know, we're not going to get onto denominations and everything. But um, for some reason, the Holy Spirit grabbed my heart and said, "You need to go to church." So I was always a believer, always believed in Jesus. I mean, that's what I was taught growing up: Jesus Christ, it's our Lord and Savior, died for our sins, Son of God, Holy Spirit, all that. Um, but it was not until I met Dot and realized. I'm not going to let her go to church alone. And then, um, Oh, I guilted him at first. Um, and then, and then the, and then the Holy spirit did the rest. I mean, you know, that's basically how that happened. 
Um, as far as, I mean, we coached together for four years at the college level, and we did miss a lot of church because we played on the Sundays. Um, but we, we were together, so that was the important thing, right? We could have church at Liberty. You know, we had uh, devotionals and everything. I know some schools, some coaches have no chance at that, and they're playing on Sundays. But it's so, it's a difficult thing. Uh, Jim Gasso and I have talked about this often, and I've talked about it with other um, because Jim Gasso and I are in the same position. His daughter, his daughter, his wife is a Division One, very successful coach. My wife is as well, and uh, we, you know, we we just conversate on how um, this affects lives. And I think I've watched many um, coaching marriages not work out. And I'm sure you know that, Sarah, because oh, yeah. you deal with yeah. you deal with coaches and their marriages all the time, and it just it doesn't work if you're not going to be in church. First thing, and I've said this a million times, is God, family, then then children, then career. Mm. And if you don't do it in that order, um, you're missing out, and it's never going to work. Wow. God, spouse. God did, God spouse children, yeah, mm -hmm. God spouse children, um, and then career. And, and God put it that way for a reason. We have to, we have to let that sink in. It's that way for a reason. It's not career first. Mm -hmm. Right. That throws everything upside down, and that includes life and marriage, and uh, so. And you guys get that yeah. because you guys did coach together at Liberty yeah. University, right? You guys, you're in that coaching world, so um, that's some great advice that I know we all need to take. I mean, that's as much as we can say that. Um, yeah, a it's lot one of thing to say it; it's another thing to believe yeah. it and live it. That's and right. Um, well, we know all know just that's Christian. Just I mean, they don't go to church. They don't act like it on the field. We've seen it all. We all know. Oh, yeah. that, so right. yeah, that's right. You know, they're out there, and it is what it is. And the ones that do live out their faith, uh, like Dot and Patty, for instance, I mean, it's amazing to watch what transform, what how their athletes' lives are transformed, and how their Absolutely. marriages work all the time. And their marriages always seem to work out. So. Absolutely. We're so blessed at Liberty University, one of the largest Christian universities in the world, to be very open in our faith. You know, and I believe that, you know, when I thought that God was leaving, leading me into politics and I gave it to him, uh, how can I serve you more? Thinking it was going to be in politics, I get a call from the athletic director from Liberty University, the largest Christian university in the world, and instantly remember that prayer. And Bob, calling Bob and him's like, this is a God thing. You know, this is like God is leading us. And when your husband says, I want to be around more godly men, right? And for me to be here and for us to be at the, you know, this university, uh, it is, God is bringing us closer to him mm. by being here. And in doing that, uh, very bold, you know, be able to be bold in our faith, grow our faith, be more educated and knowledgeable and to share it to all of these people that he brings to us, including our student athletes. And there is nothing more successful and more victorious to be able to help guide the youth of this country um, closer to Christ. Amen. And right. the COVID year has been empowering to be able to do that. And the Lord put on my heart, and I mean, overwhelmingly, you know, to, to share about end times with our team. 
Wow. And to t that studying the book of Revelation just brought us through the whole book. And we started about how do we know God exists? How do we know for sure that the Bible is inerrant, infallible, and inspired word of God? How do we know for sure that Jesus is who he says he is? You know, how do we know for sure, right, about, you know, how we will be with Christ? You know, what does the gospel mean? So it's like, it was just so amazing, you guys, for three months. I led this Bible study, but it was really God leading it. Um, so I just, you know, I'm just sharing, that, you know, we need to wake up because Satan wants us to be in the world and so busy and think about money and think about how we're going to pay the bills and how we're, you know, all these different relationships and all about the flesh and the temptations and all of this instead of where we should be zoned into, into which is, are we right with God? Mm, are we so, right with God? I think that is a that is an awesome question that every single one of us need to ask at some point in time. Um, even throughout, even if we are followers of Christ, we, we still have to keep asking that same question. And Don, I loved what you said earlier on right there. You said, you prayed the prayer, God, how do you want to use me the most? And you thought it was gonna be politics and it was actually coaching. <laughs> he actually, for all of those coaches listening, it wasn't, it wasn't politics that God wanted to use you the most. It was coaching and I still believe that the coaching profession is what is making and can make the biggest impact. I mean, our, our schools and our teams are the biggest mission field in the world right now. And so I love that God answered your prayer by calling you to coaching. And I've seen firsthand um, how you do that with your team. And it fires me up every time that um, I get to come and be with you and see you in, in person influencing them. And, and not only that, so you guys have actually helped start a ministry uh, called Champions Within. What, what is that? Uh, can you share with, with us what that is and, and what, what was on your guys' heart to start that? Well, that was, um, I can go back to Jim, uh, myself, the same boat. Um, our wives coach and we don't, so they're gone a lot. But but they're pretty, our wives, um, not to toot their horns, but they, I mean, they're pretty powerful um, women in the sport and in the Christian world. Mm -hmm. And God just laid it on my heart that these women, along with Leah and Jenny, who were the first four, have such a powerful message and their, and their names alone get people to listen. Which is, you're talking about Leah, Miko, and Jenny Finch. Leah, Miko, and Jenny Finch, yes. Yeah. And isn't that really what it's about? Is having, just having people listen? Just get yes. people to listen. And when you have names like that, credible names like that, it seemed like a no-brainer. And uh, Jim, I called Jim one day and I said, Jim, look, God keeps putting this on my heart, so let's just do it. We called Leah um, at right, right there, that same uh, phone call, and she was on board. And, and then... <laughs> And then I said, Jim, now, and Sarah, you know Patty as well as anybody. I was like, Jim, now you talk to Patty. <laughs> I'm not doing it. And Jim said, don't worry about it. Patty's in. Um, I said, okay. I said, don't worry about it. That's in. So, so, and that was, um, and that was the November before the pandemic hit. So it was, you know, I mean, God's perfect timing, right? And I think it helped a lot of people get through that difficult season. 
It did. And you guys did some great interviews. And if people want to find you guys um, on your Facebook page, Champions Within, you guys have some great interviews with um, professional baseball players, as well as the softball aspect of things. The story, uh, you guys telling of the Easter story still is one of my favorite videos that you guys have done. Um, it's such an encouraging, um, ministry that you guys have, have put on their champions within on Facebook. Please go and look at, um, the different interviews that they have done. It really is a powerful thing. Um, we're going to end now with, um, again, one of our favorite things that we get to do is what we call the two minute drill. And, uh, Chris has the timer. I'm going to, we're going to see how many, how many questions we can get through here in this two minutes. So you'll hear the buzzer goes off. Um, so are you guys ready for the two minute drill? Yes. One, one more thing though, sorry, yes. before you do the two minute drill. Um, I just want to say if you're a coach at any level and you're struggling and finding it, finding it hard to have a relationship with Christ or your marriage is suffering, um, reach out to FCA, your mm. local FCA rep. And they could, they're there for that reason. And Sarah, you could, I'm sure Sarah would love you to call her or you can call us, um, the Roberts or the Pintos, and we'd be glad to help you. But awesome you, need, you need mentors. You need mentors. Our FCA softball, Dana Jenkins, if you're a coach, he runs the FCA softball ministry. Um, it's just, you can't do it without mentors, guys. You need Absolutely. Mentors. Thank you. And there's yes. a song. Isn't there yes. a song that says a little less like me, more like Jesus, a little less like me? That's, yep. That, yep. That's, that's I, I, I need you day. to sing it, Bob. Can you sing it right now? Um, a little more. Wait, how's it? <laughs> no, I'm not singing. Okay. I just, okay. I just realized I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I tried to set you up. I did. I did. I tried to set you up. We really, I, you, you really did, you know, coaching, um, and being in the sports world, there is a high divorce rate and that the fact that people can reach out to us or to you guys or the ministry of FCA as a whole, um, definitely marriages in this ministry is something that Chris and I are passionate about, which is one of the reasons that yeah. led us to doing this podcast is to encourage those hard sports enough, families. Hard enough with Christ. Right. I, mean, I could imagine without yeah, it. it so. That's exactly right. Okay. Don't, don't know how people do it. No, yeah, not very well. <laughs> not very well. No hope. I, That's I right. No hope. Okay. You ready? ready? All right. Here we go. Okay. What's the one thing in the closet you will never get rid of? <laughs> Can we just let the two minutes run out on this question? <laughs> Dot never gets rid of anything, anything. She's got things from when we first got married. Okay, that's perfect. Oh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, okay. So we have a hoarder, so that's good. Um, what <laughs> is your go-to dinner? Oh, Italian. Anything Italian. Anything Italian. Dot? Well, I agree, Italian. I live in an Italian. Okay, Italian. okay. She's Italian now. If you could hang out with one person, dead or alive, for a day, who would it be? And you can't say Jesus because that's an automatic answer. But I just said that. Bob. Oh. Uh, what am I going to say now, Dot? <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing I could say. Wait about a minute. That. You love who's that guy? Catch your Thurman uh, You know who you know I'd really love to hang out with? I can't wait to meet him. It's Paul. Paul. Oh. Yeah. Apostle Paul. That's awesome. Okay. All-time favorite movie. 
Who's yours? God, I love so many of them. I don't know. I would say I love them all. Okay. Um, Jaws. No, it scares me. Yeah, Jaws. Okay. <laughs> Next okay. question. Favorite junk food? Rice Krispie Treat. Uh, I don't really have a favorite junk food, got to be honest with you. Oh, Anything. right, healthy. Wait, who likes dark chocolate? Dark chocolate with Oh, all yeah, dark chocolate. That's good. Okay. Who's had the most influence on you in your faith journey? My mom. I think that. Okay. Besides Jesus, who is one other person you would want to meet? You said Paul. Who else? Oh, my gosh. Babe Dickerson's a Harris. You probably don't know who that is, but. What? <laughs> Guys, you can, this is audio only, but you cannot see Sarah's face. You can see Sarah's face. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to process who you just said. Babe Dickerson Zaharias, one of the greatest female athletes of all time. Uh, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, because okay, I have to say, because I said, besides Jesus, who is one person in the Bible you would want to meet? Oh, oh I didn't know Bible. I'm trying to think, who the heck is this person in the Bible that I do not know, and I'm going to have to find out who this is? <laughs> oh, no, that was awesome. That, yeah, Moses would be great. That Noah. Oh my gosh. I would say, wait, Adam and Eve, I'd like to meet them. Okay. Oh my gosh. Now, now I'm going to have to look, go look up this athlete, right? Yeah. I don't even know how to spell her name. Babe Dickerson Zaharias. Babe Dietrichson. Okay. Google, Google will make it right. Okay. Google, yeah, Google has all the answers. Bob and Dot. star. Thank you. Thank you for joining yeah. us on Huddle Up. We just You guys are amazing and you're such a light. You, you guys are amazing. Through in how you guys how you speak and your enthusiasm. It, it's infectious. It's amazing. It's it, it well, is. Here's a big thing. This is a big thing right now. Ready? I am who the great I am mm. says I am. Mm. And accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what is it? You are a child of God. That is so powerful. And that's how we're going to end it right there because oh, you just shared the gospel. We're not ending uh, it right there. What is it? <laughs> okay. I, got one, I got one speed round question for you too. You have to answer it. Your audience wants to know what's your favorite thing about each other? Oh, oh well, this is fun. Yeah. We've never got to do oh, yeah, that this. Is a first. Well, that's easy for me. Sarah is the greatest encourager um, that I've ever known. So the fact I could live with her is amazing. Um, And I would say um, the thing that, uh, about him is number one there's nobody who makes me laugh more than him um but his wisdom in any situation i know when i come to him with a problem or anything he's going to give me some of the most godly wisdom anybody could that's his spiritual gift i mean he is just oozing with wisdom but then on the flip side he freaking makes me die laughing <laughs> all the time all the time so yeah. thanks for asking that question yeah, that was awesome i didn't know you were that funny chris all right <laughs> let's do it again she, she keeps laughing at my stuff so you know i i, I is she laughing, laughing at your stuff or you both <laughs> well, that's all right it don't matter <laughs> well all right guys bob and dot yep. thank you so much thank for joining guys. huddle up and until next time we'll hear from more stories about god's story and yours
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Sarah and I love getting to share other people's stories. If you could just do us a couple favors. One, if you could just subscribe to the Huddle Up with Chris and Sarah podcast. Two, review it. If you liked it, you didn't like it, or somewhere in between, that just really helps us to develop the content and just the questions that we ask our guests. And third, just share it. If it's something that you enjoyed or administered to you or you think others would like it, please just share it with them. And until next time, when you huddle up with Chris and Sarah Roberts.